The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him and he stayed close to the sea. One of the synagogue officials named Jairus came forward. Seeing him, he fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly with him, saying, My daughter is at the point of death. Please come lay your hands on her that she may get well and live. He went off with him and a large crowd followed him and pressed upon him. There was a woman afflicted with hemorrhages for 12 years. She had suffered greatly at the hands of many doctors and had spent all that she had. Yet she was not helped but only grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. She said, if I but touch his clothes, I shall be cured. Immediately her flow of blood dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Jesus, aware at once that power had gone out from him, turned around in the crowd and asked, who has touched my clothes? But his disciples said to Jesus, you see how the crowd is pressing upon you, and yet you ask, who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. The woman, realizing what had happened to her, approached in fear and trembling. She fell down before Jesus and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be cured of your affliction. While he was still speaking, people from the synagogue official's house arrived and said, Your daughter has died. Why trouble the teacher any longer? Disregarding the message that was reported, Jesus said to the synagogue official, Do not be afraid. Just have faith. He did not allow anyone to accompany him inside, except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they arrived at the house of the synagogue official, he caught sight of a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. So he went in and said to them, Why this commotion and weeping? The child is not dead but asleep, and they ridiculed him. Then he put them all out. He took along the child's father and mother and those who were with him, and entered the room where the child was. He took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means little girl, I say to you, arise. The girl, a child of twelve, arose immediately and walked around, at the, walked around. At that they were utterly astounded. He gave strict orders that no one should know this and said that she should be given something to eat. The Gospel of the Lord. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be cured of your affliction. This would be a great statement at the end of the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, especially talking about the subjective dimension of the Mass. What we normally say is, go forth, the Mass is ended. This is talking about the objective reality. Because whether or not you believed it, and whether or not I believe it, the simple reality is that here at the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, The perfect offering of Christ is offered to the Father in reparation for our sins in perfect adoration of the Father. That's not dependent on our belief. That's objective reality. But there is the subjective side, the what do we get out of it aspect of the holy sacrifice of the Mass. And that statement, your faith has saved you, go in peace and be cured of your affliction, speaks to that aspect. Now, I want to use the gospel to help us understand different places we can find ourselves according to our faith in Christ present in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. And I bring these up not to condemn or put people in groups necessarily, but to use it as an examination of conscience so that we can better understand where we are at, so that we can better understand where we need to go. So first, 
we have the crowd that comes from the synagogue official's house. They arrive and say, your daughter has died, why trouble the teacher any longer? Essentially, these are the people whose faith is very surface level and mostly just intellectual. These are perhaps those Catholics or those people who will worship God on Sunday when it's convenient, but their faith doesn't go deep enough to make sacrifices for it. You see, the moment that they say Christ is going to do something amazing, like perhaps take on flesh and God is going to be on this altar, their faith wavers. And they say, stop bothering me, stop bothering the teacher, this stuff is crazy, it's not going to work. This is those who require the motion, if you will, of those around them, the crowd around them to lead them closer to Christ. They'll go wherever the crowd goes. If it was really popular to go to Sunday Mass every weekend, they'd be right there. But in our culture where it's not popular to do that, they often do not come. But yet there's some faith because they still come every once in a while, they still think it's important, but it's not important enough to sacrifice for. After the crowd, we then have the synagogue official himself, Jairus. Jairus' name in the original Hebrew means enlightened one or enlightening. His is a faith that has taken root but still needs to be uncovered, needs to be developed. His, he represents those who are attached to consolation, whose faith is dependent upon feeling. That often we find ourselves, if everything is going well in our faith life and it seems like God is answering our prayers, we're all for him, we're his number one fan. Jairus needed to see Christ lay his hand on his daughter. He didn't have the faith of the centurion who said, no, but at your word. I don't need to watch it happen. I know that you can do it. Jairus needed to feel the company of his crowd around him. He needed to be strengthened by Christ's words. Not a bad place to be, but a good place to recognize. Are we willing to face the afflictions of life, or do we need things to come the way we want them in order to continue our belief in Christ and our faith? And finally, the woman with hemorrhages represents those who have a faith that's not dependent upon feeling or upon popular opinion or what Fulton Sheen calls the dictatorship of they. They tell me what's important. They say what I should wear. They say what's cool. It's a faith that's built upon the simple fact that God is love and no matter what happens to me, I know that he loves me. She represents those who, like her, go 12 years of going to see doctors, but her health doesn't get any better, it actually gets worse. Where it seems like everything is crashing down around her, but yet she had the faith that if she but touched the cloak of Christ, she could be healed. She represents those whose faith is not built upon the sand of feelings, the sand of emotion, the sand of good feelings but upon the solid rock of knowledge that God, though it seems like he is absent, does not neglect his children. If a mother forget her child, I will not forget you, he says. So my brothers and sisters, where do you find yourself with these three characters? Part of the crowd, do you find yourself like Jairus? Do you hope for and long for that moment of the lady with the hemorrhages? To have the faith that survives the greatest trials? The one remedy for all of these to grow in your faith in Christ, especially present in the holy sacrifice of the Mass, a good remedy, a good medicine, if you will, is I think that there should be no reason why we cannot spend every single parishioner here an hour in front of the Eucharist throughout the week. Not every day, but that's 10 minutes a day, roughly. I try to keep the church open between 6.30 in the morning and 9 or 10 at night, so that you can just stop by, spend some time with our Lord Jesus Christ. 
In our day and age where so often the Eucharist is either neglected or abused, this is the call of so many calls of the visions of the Blessed Mother, our Lord Jesus Christ, to people these days, calling us for a renewed love of the Eucharist, a renewed rejoicing in the presence of God amongst his people. I think indefinitely if we can commit to an hour outside of Mass every week of prayer in front of the Eucharist, we will see families transformed. We'll see this parish lit on fire. And we'll see our country on this anniversary of our independence truly independent of the things of this world and dependent upon the only one who makes it great, God himself. May we recommit ourselves to this great sacrifice. Let us re-sign ourselves to the beautiful place where Christ dwells in the church. And let us hear him call out from the agony in the garden. Can you not watch one hour with me?